Almost 300,000 New Zealanders live with diabetes, and for kids who get diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, new research is a bit of a worry. It shows they have poorer educational outcomes. The research was funded by Cure Kids, who are calling for more equitable, equitable health and educational support for kids with diabetes. And it's a pretty big study too, looked at the health data of 440,000 kids. Professor Ben Wheeler is an expert in diabetes at the University of Otago and he joins me now to discuss the findings. Hi there, Ben. Hi there, thanks for having me. Um, People with diabetes, I'm sure, will appreciate me asking you to talk about the differences between type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Well, I guess about 300,000 people in New Zealand have any form of diabetes, so pretty substantial illness. Type 1 diabetes maybe makes up 5% 5 of that, so somewhere in around 20 to 25,000 people in New Zealand with type 1. The the majority of the numbers in type 2. Type 1 is more commonly diagnosed in children, where type 2 is more common after puberty. Um, Type 1 diabetes also is an autoimmune disease where for reasons a little bit beyond our understanding, the immune system is triggered and it damages the cells in the body that make insulin, which help regulate our energy and keep us alive. What is life like like for a child with type 1 diabetes growing up? Yeah, well, because their insulin-producing cells are destroyed, they then need to take over, them and their families, take over all the functions that the body would have effortlessly done before that. So they need to measure their glucose numerous times every day, uh, and they need to provide insulin in the form of injections or using an insulin pump uh, you know, to manage all of their meals, their snacks, uh, and to keep their glucose in a safe level to keep them safe and healthy through the day. Okay, so that is all pretty understandable. What is probably less understandable and and less predictable is that their educational achievements are lower than children who don't have type 1 diabetes. What are you seeing in those statistics? And, of course, the obvious question is why? Yeah, well, well, that's right. We So we looked at all children born in New Zealand over a nine-year period, and then we followed them through their secondary schooling and into the beginning of university. Um, and what we've shown, basically in every single domain that we looked at, that children with diabetes were getting less educational uh, attainment or performance or attendance than those children without Uh, diabetes, even when you control for all the sort of factors we would normally control for. Uh, Are you controlling for the fact that they might spend less time at school because they're in hospital or uh, getting other sorts of medical treatment? Well, well, that's a really um, important uh, comment. For instance, the children in our group who um, had recurrent hospitalizations or more difficulties with their glucose levels, um, their um, educational attendance was 34% lower than those children who don't have diabetes. Um, so That's pretty, pretty substantial, substantial yeah. yeah. Yeah, really big impact. And um, basically, no matter how you look at it, though, the, the level of attainment was lower. Yeah. And is it as simple as that, that they're just spending less time at school, so they're getting less education, or is there something else going on? And if so, what? 
Yeah, I think it's much more complicated than that. I think um, our bodies and our brains like our glucose levels, huh. you know, nicely steady and regulated. And and of course, with particularly with older technologies and and some of the more commonly funded things available to us, we don't keep the glucose levels as closely controlled as we would like. So high levels of glucose, low levels of glucose, that really upsets the brain and it upsets our well-being in general really. You know, it impacts sleep and all sorts of things. So um, uh, so I think having fluctuating glucose levels clearly has a, a substantial impact on the brain and the ability to do education. Um, not attending school at times also impacts that and then i think there's the psychological burden of having diabetes you know it you know it really has a substantial social psychosocial impact you know doing all of those things day in day out um without without rest you know what, what should we do about it ben yeah, so I think what I, I guess the, there's a positive message. I think there are things available right now that are substantially better for young children di- diagnosed with diabetes than there were for the children in our study. Um, so I think we need to access the best possible therapies we can uh, and do everything we can with support and nursing and dietitians and psychologists to help um, children, you know, manage their diabetes and to, and to adjust well. Um, unfortunately, there's some big equity issues here, and that um, only wealthier people can afford the very best technologies yeah. that we have. Thank you, Ben. And, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to wrap you up there. Um, really nice to talk to you, and thanks for the hard work that you've done on this uh, uh, sometimes debilitating disease. Thank you. No, thanks so much. Thanks for having me.